Ruth Ann Terrero speaks with Steve Smotries, Vice President of Sales for Cunard North America, about all the big news the cruise line has for 2020 and beyond, even including a new ship. Hi, Steve. Welcome. Hi, Ruth Ann. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to speak to you today about Cunard and hear what's happening at the cruise line. Um, can you start off by telling us what's new and exciting for 2020? Yeah, happy to. Um, it's a really exciting year coming up. Um, Cunard will be celebrating our 180th year. Oh, okay. And I think that's one of the things that's really special about Cunard is, you know, it's, it's one of these very rich heritage brands. Um, and so much of the cruise industry, I think, is Cunard is responsible for really kind of kicking this industry off in so many ways. So many famous ships, so many famous people on board, yeah. so many firsts from an itinerary standpoint to onboard experience. So it's a really special brand. It really is. And I know other cruise lines have anniversaries, but I think you've gotten them beaten by far with 180 years. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> <I think so>. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. That should be a lot of celebrations, uh, I'm you. sure. Yeah. yeah very uh, exciting. What else is happening? And, um, you know, yeah, so the, the really exciting things coming up, um, I, I'd say two things I want to mention. One is we just went back to Alaska for the first time mm. in 20 years this past year. And we started off slow. We just did four sailings, kind of get our feet wet. Because it obviously it's a very, you could say, saturated market. There's yeah. so much capacity up there. But we've been thinking about it for a number of years, and we knew if we were going to go up there, we needed to have a very unique selling proposition. We need to have a product that's very different. And so I think what we're offering is pretty special. And what we're doing is we have nine sailings in 2020, and we're doing round-trip sailings out of Vancouver. They range between nine and 12 nights, really rich itineraries. So every single sailing, you're going to get, you're going to get six ports, and you're going to get two glaciers. One of those glaciers is always Glacier Bay. So we think just the richness of that itinerary by itself stands stands out. Uh, but then we're going to be doing some very unique things on board, uh, like taking things like our classic afternoon tea and putting a little of an Alaska spin on it. Oh, lovely. Um, theming, one of, theming one of our gala balls um, as an ice white ball. So we're going to do some fun things on board like that. But uh, we, we do think we're offering something different in the market up there. That sounds very glamorous to be up there in Alaska and having an afternoon tea uh, with a little Alaska spin to it. And it sounds fantastic. Yeah. And then, of course, shore excursions are so important in Alaska. So, again, we want to do something unique to our, our customers, you know, our true Cunarders, as we call them. They have an expectation. And they want a high-end experience. They want an amazing, um, intimate experience. And so we are doing some shore excursions that are curated just for us, where it's it's kind of exclusive experiences. Um, like, for example, the White Pass Railroad, which is a very popular excursion up there. Well, we're going to make it a little bit special by making it a champagne toast while, once you're on board and also priority access to getting on board. So those kind of things, that'll make it a little bit more special. I see. Okay. That sounds very, very unique and special indeed. Um, you do some special event voyages. Can you tell us a little bit about what's on on tap for 2020? Yeah, these, this is really exciting for us, and it's something that only Kinard does. And we started these about five years ago. And what it is is just really an extra layer of entertainment on top of the great entertainment we have on board already, and just creating this really uh, special theme on each one. Um, so for 2020, 
I think the the one to lead with there is Transatlantic Fashion Week. Oh, and we've cool. done this one. This will be our this will be our fifth year doing it, and we're we feel really privileged that we have Bagley Mishka as the as the featured designers on board, and they're going to be bring they're going to be unveiling their new lineup for the spring. And they're going to have models on board and doing talks about the fashion world. So it becomes a very immersive experience of whatever the theme is. Some other examples is we do World Space Week where we have astronauts and and NASA scientists on board. And in 2020, we'll be celebrating women in space. So that's really cool. That is a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. And are those all transatlantic or do you work them into the various itineraries? A majority of them are because the transatlantic's really set up nicely for those yeah. because you've got all the sea days. Um, but we do do an occasional one that um, you know might be like Europe. Um, it typically be, it t- tends to be those two trades. But uh, just to give you some examples of other ones, we're mm-hmm. doing London Theater at Sea. We're doing a transatlantic music week where we're going to have all kinds of different genres of music, including Broadway stars on board performing. We're doing a food and wine festival. And then we're also doing a journey of genealogy. And this one's really special and makes a lot of sense for Cunard. Um, not only will we be celebrating the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower, but it's a partnership with Ancestry.com. And we're going to have speakers from that, that world kind of uh, researching your, your uh, ancestry. And it makes a lot of sense because one of every five people who immigrated to North America did so on a Cunard ship. So there's oh, that yes. great connection there as well. I never even thought of it that way, that that would have that type of heritage as well. But that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, you know, this is, again, it's, I think anytime you do a new program like this, it takes a number of years to really kind of get the traction, the awareness out there. And we're really noticing that this year that these sailings in particular are selling extremely well. Um, a lot of advisors that I've talked to, they've gotten behind the set up groups and, and um, you know, they think it's a really great way of going, going out and promoting uh, when you've got a special interest um, sailing like these. It gives them another reason to go, right? I mean, who doesn't want to go on a cruise? But then when you have the ability to actually research your ancestry and, and almost live it, exactly. it's, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it, it really sets up well for the for our psychographic because the, the Cunarder tends to be two different groups that it's, it's good to mention. One, they tend to be very social uh, people. It's a very cosmopolitan crowd on board because we really – a source from all over the all over the world, and so it's people who who like to share stories about where they're from and um, and very interested in other people's uh, journeys in life. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is people that are looking for enrichment beyond a vacation. So this really works well into our insights program, which is our lecture series, where we have four to six lecturers on every single sailing, and they're all experts in their field, very dynamic speakers. And this, and the whole special events um, is kind of an extension of that insights program, so it really does fit well into the typical Cunard uh, passenger who really kind of loves that enrichment and that uh, has that kind of uh, uh, intellectual curiosity. I was going to say they sound like they're very curious, which is great. They're curious about culture, but they're also curious about other people. And so as other people are kind of discovering new things, that must make for some very great conversations at dinner time. You know, and that was my biggest surprise. I've been in the industry about 19 years, mm-hmm. but only about six years with Cunard. And when I first came over and went and sailed, I, I did a 
Transatlantic Crossing by myself because I just kind of wanted the unfiltered experience. And the thing that probably surprised me the most is that I'd be like something like afternoon tea or or sitting in a lounge by myself. And every single time people would invite me and, oh, why don't you come and join us? Are you sitting by yourself? And it was fantastic. That really enriched the experience so much to me. It's so true because sometimes traveling by yourself is the opposite, right? I mean, you can find your own groove, which is wonderful. Your 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 mindset is to be traveling alone, which is fine, but you can feel a little bit lonely. That sounds so lovely, though that um, that every single time that happened, and people probably wanted to to chat with you and find out what your story was. Yeah, it really did surprise me a lot. And so this market, and I think everybody's kind of seeing this, that solo travelers, that's growing mm-hmm. significantly. Uh, we have single staterooms on all three of our ships, and we do a lot of activities for singles um, so that they, you know, they have kind of that bridge to kind of connect with people. And, uh, yeah, so that we're really seeing that market grow significantly. Yeah. I hear it just amongst my friends that they, they want to try and see what it's like to travel solo. So I, definitely on trend, which is, is fantastic. I think it would be fascinating to do something like that. Um, we're talking about a lot of new things, and I understand you also have a new ship coming online in 2022. We do. So this is really exciting. Um, this will be actually the 249th ship to carry the Canard flag. Nice. So again, this this really rich history. But we haven't had a new ship in 12 years. Um, we're, you know, wow. I know there's new ships coming on coming on to the scene like every year. Yeah. There's, there's big new ships coming, and so I think with Canard, you know, we, it's a very niche experience. We, we're 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 always investing in our current fleet, making sure that it is contemporary, making sure that it resonates with our audience. And so it's always it's never been a big rush to build a new ship. But, you know, we felt it was time and to bring kind of the next generation of Cunard ships. And there's a lot of responsibility with that because Cunard ships are some of the most famous ones in history. If you think about, like, the original Queen Mary, mm-hmm. the original Queen Elizabeth, the Mauritania – there's these really, really famous ships. So if you're going to build one, you really, really better nail it. So there's been a lot of thought going into this for a number of years now. So in 2022, we'll be having our first new ship in 12 years. It will carry about 3,000 passengers. So it will be our largest from a passenger standpoint. Wow. And the whole kind of, um, um, I think, leading up to it is going to start this February, when we are going to be doing a naming unveiling. Okay. And that is the number one question I get is what's going to be the name of the ship? Yes. So so we will start with the naming, and then every month after that, we're going to start um, revealing, like, renderings of the new spaces or, um, you know, some news about some new venues, things like that. And it'll be kind of a slow trickle and creating the buzz building mm-hmm. up to... Probably May 2022 is when she'll come online. Wow. Okay, so a lot of exciting things just rolling out over the next two years or so. Very much so. Very much so. So we're speaking about a lot of new things today, and I think uh, you have something very new coming online soon, and that's a new ship in 2022. We do. This is really exciting news for us. So um, we only have three ships right now. And this will be our first new ship in 12 years. And with Cunard, you know, it's a very, I'd say, niche experience. So we really invest a lot in our current fleet. It's all about making sure that our current experience stays relevant to our audience, that it is a contemporary, modern luxury experience. So the investment in our current fleet is always happening. 
But we thought, okay, it's time for a new ship. Now, this will be special because it'll be the 249th ship to ever carry the Cunard flag. Wow. And there's there's a lot of responsibility that goes to with a Cunard ship because mm-hmm. they're probably some of the most famous ships in maritime history have been Cunard ships. When you think about the original Queen Mary, uh, the Laconia who did the very first world cruise, um, the original Queen Elizabeth, the Mauritania. These ships are rich, rich histories. So if you're going to build a new ship, you're going to have to nail it. And right. um, so we're really excited to be bringing that next generation of Cunard ships um, on in 2022. Expectations gonna are be, going to be very high for you. <laughs> they they are. Yeah. They are. So the whole kind of creating buzz around that is going to begin this coming February, where we will be doing a name unveiling. And this is probably the number one question I get is, what's the name? What's going to be the name of the ship? Yes. So we're, so we're going to start with that. And then it's going to be kind of a slow trickle of information sharing here's the new venues here's some renderings um, like each month leading all the way up till about may 22 when um when she will launch so it's a really exciting time for kinard as kind of that next generation of kinard ships comes on board and it gives travel advisors something to talk to their clients about i'm sure you get a lot of repeat absolutely yeah and just uh repeat cruisers but then certainly someone who would want to try something for the first time so exciting yeah, you know, it's true. We have very, very loyal, what we call them orders, um, people that come back every year and say, was in particular, the Transatlantic Crossing, it's so popular. Yeah. And but, but surprisingly, we get a lot of people, this really surprises people, we get a lot of guests who are new to cruising mm-hmm. on Transatlantic Crossing. That's interesting, right? Because you're really going all in with the Transatlantic Crossing. Yeah, and um, I think, and so we were very curious. Why? Why is this? Why are we getting people who have never cruised? Because intuitively, you think it's it's Cunard is something you people kind of grow into. It's yeah. not their first cruise experience. And so we talked to some of these people, and what we found is there are a lot of people who don't like the idea of cruising actually, mm-hmm. and they see a transatlantic crossing on the only ocean liner in the world as a very different experience. They see it as this adventure. Um, this kind of going through your ancestors' footsteps, maybe, you know, if they immigrated. Um, Cunard has a rich connection to families who have military history because Cunard ships were used to transport troops in World War I and World War II. So there's all these different ways that people connect to it that kind of transcend cruising in general. Very interesting. I never would have thought of that, but that is, it is, it is, it goes beyond a cruise. It's an experience that's got a lot of layers to it, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. We are talking about new things, and I understand that on Kinara, there's also a new spa experience available to guests. There is. And so we recognize that wellness experiences are so important. It's growing in popularity, um, especially with the luxury guests. You know, they have an expectation of having a very rich wellness experience. So we've had a partnership with Canyon River Spa for a number of years on Queen Mary 2 only, where they totally put together our experience and they run it on board. But we only had it on one ship on Queen Mary 2. So we've expanded our partnership with Canyon Ridge Spa, and they've created a brand new spa experience just for Cunard called Mareel. And Mareel means the effervescence of the ocean. And so that really connects into the whole spa experience where a lot of the treatments are using um, ingredients from the sea. And 
And so this has been rolled out now to Queen Elizabeth and Queen Victoria, and then it will be added to Queen Mary II uh, later in 2020. So, you know, I think now we have a small experience that is very contemporary and will really connect with our guests. That sounds fantastic, and I love the idea of the ingredients from the sea. I mean, I know that a lot of um, spas, especially Canyon Ranch, like to use indigenous ingredients, and so certainly exactly. that would be true for uh, for taking them from the sea if you're on a cruise ship. So that sounds fantastic. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, we're talking about onboard experiences for Cunard, and we've talked about the people and um, some of the cultural things that they can be found in now spa. Are there any other elements of the Cunard onboard experience that you'd like to share? Well, I think. The kind of the heart of the Cunard experience is, you know, when I talk to advisors, there's a couple of actually misconceptions that we get. And, and one of them that I always hear is, oh, well, it's, it's a very stuffy experience. My luxury guests are, don't really want to get dressed up every night. Mm. And this is a complete misconception. Now, getting dressed up, Cunard is one of the last experiences where that is a really a big part of the Cunard experience. Mm. And we don't shy away from that. That is who we are. So we, and we don't call them formal nights, we call them gala nights because mm -hmm. it's not just getting dressed up for dinner. There is an actual gala ball, a themed gala ball each night that we have a gala night. Uh, an example would be we have a masquerade ball. Um, we'll have a black and white ball. We have a new roaring 20s night that we do. And people really get into these. They, they can buy stuff on board to wear to these, but most people bring mm -hmm. stuff because you know that you're going to know in advance before you get on board what the themes of each night are going to be. And people love these experiences. And the ballroom, we have the largest ballrooms at sea, the largest dance floors at sea, live orchestra every night. And that, it's called the Queen's Room, and it really comes to life in those gala balls. The, it's all decorated for the theme of the night, and it's really special experience that people really love. Now, if you don't want to get dressed, now that's, I always like to put it into context. So on a seven-day sailing, you'll have three gala nights. Oh, okay. The, uh, the other nights is what we call smart attire. And smart attire is we still expect um, gentlemen to wear jackets in the, in the dining room at night, but no tie required. So I would say, like, men are the ones who usually get hung up on. So I would say, <laughs> look, bring one dark suit. doesn't have to be a tuxedo. Galenites, put on a tie. Um, Non-galenites, no tie. So it, you can even have a sweater on or something like that mm -hmm. under, under the jacket. So it's really not that intimidating. And if you really don't want to get dressed up, now we have casual venues every single night. So our Golden Lion Pub, our casino, our nightclub called the Yacht Club, um, and the uh, Corinthia Lounge on Queen Mary 2, these are casual every single evening. They have live entertainment there as well. So you could go and wear jeans and sneakers if you wanted to. So you do have options. You don't have to get dressed up every night. And then during the day, it's completely casual all the time. Okay. So I think that, that always, I think some people are a little bit intimidated by the Kinner experience because they think, oh, it's going to be super dressy. Right. And, and, uh, and, you know, I just want to relax on vacation. So it really isn't. And I think if you put it in a context like that, it's not quite as intimidating. So you can actually carve out a totally casual experience for yourself if you're like, I'm going to go, I'm doing pubs, I'm doing this, and, and that's your choice. Yeah, absolutely. And what absolutely. I also love about the gala nights, you know, when you're leading up to your vacation, I think sometimes that's the best part, right, is <laughs> the anticipation. And so having it the is. ability to sort of find some outfits for yourself for a Roaring Twenties evening or something else um, would just be so exciting. So what, are, what great exactly. options. Yeah. 
Okay. You know, I was liking it to like kind of a night out in town. Like, you know, yeah. I say, look, look, if you were going to if you were going to say New York City, you're going to do a night out in town. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to get dressed up a little bit more than usual. You're probably going to go to a great restaurant. Then you're going to go see a show on Broadway. And then you maybe going to look for live entertainment. Well, yep. you can do all that on board a Cunard ship in the middle of the ocean. And that's pretty special when you think about it. That is very special. And you don't have to worry about getting into town or anything like that or out of town. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Right>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I could say that for sure. Um, since we're sitting in New York right now. <laughs> um, let's talk exactly. about itineraries. We've spoken about transatlantic, which I know is yeah. so important to Cunard. Um, but let's talk about where else you're going. Yeah, we really go all over the world. So I think our big, I mentioned Alaska, and that's our big news uh, for, for 2020. But, you know, I think it's, all, it's also important to mention uh, we are really expanding our presence in Asia. Mm. So this, is, this has been popular. It's always been a part of our world cruise um, where you can do a segment of the world cruise. But now we're doing dedicated itineraries, in particular in Japan, where we're doing nine-day round trips around Japan, um, round trip uh, wow. Tokyo. And so those are selling really well this spring, and then we're doing them again in the fall. So that's that's a big expansion. We've got a lot of itineraries in, in Australia. We actually source a lot of business from that market as well, mm-hmm. again, being very cosmopolitan. But that's been growing significantly. And then, I, you know, I think sometimes we get forgotten in Europe, but we are actually have one of the most diverse offerings of itineraries in Europe. Most of them are... Um, either round trip Southampton or in or out of Southampton. So makes the air very simple. Yeah. But you could do Northern Europe. You could do into the Med, um, obviously British Isles and, and Iceland, things like that. So we've got a great offering then. And then Kinnard is, is really kind of the leader in world cruise. We typically do two world cruises a year. Um, you could do anything from a five-day segment of a world cruise all the way to a 125-day full world cruise. And Kinard's been doing world cruises longer than anyone else, more than uh, 85 years. We did the very first world cruise back in 1922, and we will be celebrating the centennial of the first passenger world cruise in 2022. Oh, wow. And, so, and, and I think world cruise popularity is growing significantly. So, um, you know, if, if uh, advisors have a guest looking for that kind of experience, again, even if it's just a, par- a portion of it, Kinard right. um, is an amazing option. It makes a lot of sense being a cosmopolitan experience. Oh, it sounds amazing, especially if you say, as you say, you've got repeat guests and you have all these experiences that you can partake in and dress up or not. Um, this is some, a million different ways you can play it and create your own experience. Exactly. And there's so much to do on board. It's like you're never going to get like the crossings. I think people are intimidated, like, oh, you know, all those sea days, you know, mm-hmm. seven days. What am I going to do with all my time? And I've heard this story so many times that, that people come up to me and say, look, I was a little reluctant to do a transatlantic crossing. I brought a bunch of books because I figured I got to have all this right. time in my hand. And I didn't open one book the whole time because right. there's so much to do on board. All these unique experiences, all these great lectures. Um, there's just you know, you get things like doing fencing lessons or art lessons or acting lessons. Like, it's it's really, really rich onboard content. It sounds like it, definitely. Um, so many exciting things are going on. And, well, let's wrap it up and talk about um, travel advisors uh, who are listening yeah. to this. Can you tell us a bit about some of the tools that Kennard has for travel advisors to learn more about the cruise line? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, again, I came over about six years ago. And uh, we added a whole dedicated 
trade marketing team, and they've been really working hard to create tools for our advisors to make selling Cunard that much easier. Um, the best resource to go to is Cunard OneSource. It is the travel advisor hub where we have all kinds of tools and resources. We also have what's called the Cunard Asset Bank, which has all of our images and videos. These are great tools. And then from a selling tool standpoint, we've got really rich um, um, really rich promotions like our cruise sales, which have an onboard credit component, and advisors get um, eight of these a year. So that can and all those are combinable with our limited time offer. So it can really make the selling proposition really, really strong for Kinard. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people think that they can't afford Kinard, that it's a luxury experience that's maybe too expensive. But in our balconies and below, I think the value proposition is so rich that um, it surprises people a lot of times. So there's really a lot out there for advisors. Um, I suggest reaching out to your business development manager if uh, if you want some help, um, if you have questions. And we've got a great team out there. They represent both Princess Cruises and Kennard, and they are passionate about what they do, and uh, they'd be happy to help you out. Fantastic. So it sounds like advisors should actually be checking out as much as they can in terms of Kennard's offerings, going to the website, checking with their business development managers and, and all that because there's a lot happening. And also don't be afraid to ask the simple questions, pricing, experiences, because Absolutely. it sounds like Kennard actually has a lot to offer everybody. It really does. It really does. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate the time you took to walk us through. So much going on, and I'm really looking forward. My pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you, Ruthanne. Cunard certainly has a lot happening. Be sure to keep coming back to Crew Central Advisor to learn more.